Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It is good to see everyone back here. We continue the series, Why Jesus Came. And today I want to talk to you about something powerful, miracles. Miracles. Now, we seek God and everything he has to offer. Pastor Jen just talked about prioritizing again, putting God first. And man, you got to do that because it's all about you seeking God. Because your miracle, you're going to need another miracle. You get this miracle, you're going to need another miracle. I'm going to prove that to you in a moment. But why Jesus came, one of the reasons he came is for miracles. But he wants to be in relationship with you. Remember that. And this is going to help your faith today. Remember that a miracle is something you can't do for yourself. Only God can do it. Something only God can do for you, you cannot do it. You can't work a miracle. You say, man, sometimes it's the smallest of things. I can't do it. It's beyond me. There is no hope or help in me. I cannot do it. There's nothing I can do. That is where a miracle comes into play, and only God can work miracles. He's the miracle worker. Somebody say amen. He's the God of miracles. Let's go to Luke 7:11. I love this story. just want to read you a few verses here. Luke Chapter 7, verse 11, we're in the New Living Translation, like usual. I like to preach out of that. It's clear. It's modern. Soon afterward, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. All right? A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, so this is a very, very sad funeral. The widow's only son... And a large crowd from the village was with her. So she didn't have her husband, and she didn't have her only son anymore. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Jesus cares. He cares about the little things. He cares about the big things. This is a big thing. You have a widow who no longer has her husband, and now she no longer has her only son. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. That's amazing to me, the authority and power that Jesus walked in. He just walked over and touched the coffin. I'm sure some of the people knew him, but there was the mighty presence of God there with Jesus. He walked over and touched the coffin, and the bearers stopped. Your dead situation just needs a touch from Jesus. Man, there's some stuff that has died to you. You say, man, it's in the coffin. It's done. God says, I'm not done yet. Just needs a touch of Jesus' hand. So many things, have, man, there's so many things that we should die to, right? Sin and the past and wickedness and practicing wrong things. But there's so many things that God has not done with yet in your lives. You say, man, I put it in the coffin. It's very, very sad. We're just going to bury it. Well, Jesus touched the coffin and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said. Can you imagine folks who, who hadn't been around Jesus or seen what he could do yet? They're going, wow, he's speaking to a dead man. He's speaking to the dead situation in your life. He's speaking over you so you can receive a miracle. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. I wonder what he said. I think my first words would have been, what just happened? Why, why am I in a funeral procession? The dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. <laughs> Wow. Great fear swept the crowd. Man, that would shock us. And they praised God, saying, a mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. Mm. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea 
and the surrounding countryside. Of course, that news is going to spread, man. You got, you got this guy raising the dead. News is going to spread. It just is, man. It has to. So I want to talk to you about some things. We know that Jesus was a miracle worker. Do you agree? He healed the sick. Man, he died and rose again. He, he, we don't know all the, the degree of all the healings that he did. I'm sure, I'm sure people missing arms had arms grow out and legs grow out and backs straighten up and pop into place. We know he healed people who had leprosy, people who were struggling with seizures. All kind, he cast demons out. He healed a woman with an issue of blood. He raised the dead. All these things. So we know Jesus was a miracle worker. But here's what I need to tell you this morning. This is point one. Would you put that on the screen? He's still the same. You serve the same God of the Bible. He is still the same. Let's go to Hebrews 13.8. He wants you to know him. And after that, he really does want to give you a miracle. I believe that according to Scripture. He's a miracle worker, and he wants to give you a miracle and miracles. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He wants to give you a miracle, and he doesn't change. I've brought this up before in services, but there are some people that are so different every time I see them, not any of you, that I've actually in my mind, and I have an odd sense of humor, I've actually in my mind went, is that the same person? Do they have an evil twin? I talk to them this time, and they act like they don't know me. I don't know if it's drugs or alcohol or what, but I've met people, and they were glad to meet me, and it was great, and I saw them again, and they, I couldn't tell if they hated me or didn't remember me, and they're different every time I see them. That's strange. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, you... You ever, you ever bumped into somebody and you go, we know each other. Or you met them several times and they are different every time. You say, I don't know what's going on here, but Jesus doesn't change. Look at what he says in Malachi 3.6. Now, this is a strong word. Malachi 3.6, he's speaking to the people of Israel. And this is for all of us, though. He says, I am the Lord and I do not change. He says, that is why you descendants of Jacob, you Israelites, are not already destroyed. God has not changed his mind about you either. That's why we're not destroyed is because he doesn't change. That's why the planet is still spinning just how it's supposed to on its axis. Any closer to the sun by half a degree, it would burn up. Any further away, we'd freeze. Everything is right where God put it, and he does not change. If he said it, he's going to do it. He does not change. And some of you had parents that were very changeable, and it left a scar on you. People that broke their word to you. I want to address that this morning. Your heavenly father, hey, no matter what kind of a great dad or mom you had or didn't have, your parents, no matter how great they were, they are not your heavenly father. Does everybody hear me this morning? I want to connect with you through this. I have great parents. My mom's in heaven. My dad's great. But no matter how great my dad could be or how great dad was with us and all of his strengths, he's never going to be God to me. God is the ultimate father, and he does not change. Get out of the old mindset of, yeah, but I've been betrayed. He will not forsake you. Scripture says he cannot deny himself. He's forever faithful. You need to know that. You need to have that so that you can receive a miracle. You need to get to know him so that you can receive a miracle. And he is still the same. He says, I do not change. I love the older translations. He says, I change not. 
I change. He says, I am the Lord and I change not. Can you imagine me as your pastor if you came to me? And every week I said something different about faith, but contradicting myself. Or if I preached a word that contradicted itself about God's word, say, man, you trust God. And next week I said, man, I don't know. Times have been hard. The economy's failing. Bitcoin's down. You know, whatever. We're struggling. Lumber's at four times the price it used to be years ago. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to tell you every week that God is the same God from forever. The God of all eternity in the ancient past. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know Jesus is God. He never changes. And God said right there in Malachi 3, 6, I do not change. And you need to remember that. He is still the same. And if he's still the same, that's good news because everything Jesus did for those folks, he'll do for you. Are you with me still? Hang in there, okay? Now let's go to point two this morning. Point two, we always need a miracle. Don't ever get to the place where you're so proud and you say, I don't, I don't really need a miracle from God. Now, I'm not tricking you on Sunday mornings, meaning... When I get you to raise your hand if you need a miracle or you don't come to the altar for a miracle, that's between you and God. But I need, to, I need to communicate something to you. We always need a miracle. I believe it was Oral Roberts who said one of the most dangerous places we can ever find ourselves in is when we say we don't have a need. We don't need anything from God. You're always going to need something from God from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. You always need a miracle, I'm telling you. You always need a miracle. Don't fall into the trap of, well, no, uh-uh. Even, even little situations, there's so many things that I can't get done by myself. Many times I've gotten a miracle through my wife. I've received a miracle through you. You say, really? Was it, was it a healing miracle? Was it, man, miracles are miracles, and it's something you could not do for yourself, only God could do. And God uses other people to bring you miracles. There's times some of you are in a situation right now. Let me speak the word to you. Some of you are in a situation right now, and you are saying, man, this is impossible. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I don't know how I'm going to get out of it. This could sink me. I'm worried, sick about it. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And God says, I'm going to take care of it. He says, I'm going to take care of it. Seek me, like Pastor Jim said. God says to you this morning, seek me. Seek me. He says, I have all the answers. I have the answers to all the questions. I have all the miracles you need. I have all the solutions to your problems. You will always need a miracle. Let's go to Jeremiah 32, 27. I love this. And I praise God that this describes him. He says, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. One translation says the God of all flesh. I love this question. He says, is anything too hard for me? Is anything too hard for me? No, it's not. He can take care of you. You say, well, I need him to do it right now. He, he's working on it. He's got it. He's working in our character. He's working on us. But I'm telling you, God is a miracle worker, and he's going to take care of it. He promised. Why would Jesus just heal the Israelites and a Syrophoenician woman and, and the centurion's servant and not us, his people? Why would he not take care of us and give us miracles? I love the miracle of Peter said, hey, I, I need to pay the temple tax. Jesus said, go, go fishing. And when you catch a fish, there's going to be a coin in, in his mouth and you go pay the temple tax. He'll take care of it. 
Let me build your faith today. God has always come through for you, huh? Not just the way you thought he should, but he's always come through. Like the song says, he, hasn't he always come through? He's taken care of you. You've walked away from wrecks. Some of you had surgeries that should have finished you off. Some of you have been through surgeries. Man, my wife and I, we needed some miracles this year, one after another. And God took care of it, one after another. One after another, right on time, he took care of it. Not just financial. Pastor Jen got a healing miracle because she was able to get a surgery. When it, we went in with faith. We believed, and God took care of it. We found the right surgeon. She did. Man, at, I would say, let me speak for her, probably at her low, lowest point with that illness she had battled with in her body, God led her to find that guy on Instagram, and he's arguably the best surgeon in the world for what she needed. Can you believe that? And we looked at each other, and we went, we don't know how we're going to do it, but we've got to do this. We've got, we've got to do this for your health. I remember telling my wife, I don't know how we're going to do it. And then God brought the finances. He brought the miracles. He brought the connections. And it was one thing after another. And this year, more than ever, I realized, man, I always, always, always need a miracle. We always need a miracle. One thing at a time, God took care of it. We saw favor. We saw finances, divine connections. We saw that surgery taken care of. We saw things paid off. It was incredible. And I'm telling you, right, right after we did First Fruits, Stuff started to happen where we needed miracles, and God was allowing things to happen so he could say, look, I told you I'm big, and I'm going to prove what you were speaking from the pulpit about. I will take care of it. Just give to me tithe and offering and first fruits. Trust me. And it really, it's not about the money. It's about you trusting God and going to him. It's never been about the money. It's about your relationship with him and you going to him to say, I need it. I need this, Lord God. I need you to take care of it. So you always, always need a miracle. Look at Acts 17.25. Acts 17.25. I'm not going to go real long this morning. I usually don't anyway. But I want to have an altar call for miracles this morning once again because I, it is so, I know it's dear to God's heart, but it's dear to my heart and close to my heart. Look at what this says. And human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. I had a guy years ago It says, I've told this story before. It sounds it sounds silly. And I, I thought the guy was kidding. He hit me up. I don't remember if he called or texted. He said, how are the church finances? Seemed like a strange question. I said, great. God's good. We're fine. Yeah, everything's taken care of. He goes, okay, because I have a donation. I thought, man, he's bringing that up. Maybe. And I, wasn't, I didn't get my hopes up or anything. But I thought, wow, he must have come across. Did he win the lottery? Did, did he inherit some money? I thought, man, man, he, he may give $10,000. What if he gave 100000 man? We'll, we'll give to missions. We'll give to all kinds of stuff here. Praise God. What is he going to do? That guy, he contacted the office, and I don't ask about what people give, but he contacted me personally. So I asked the administrator at that time. I said, hey, how much did he give? Because he was asking about the church finances. He said he gave $35. Can you imagine God, if God, God needed us to give, and I'm, I'm making light because of that story is so odd, and it just caught, it, it's hard to catch me off guard, but I went, oh man, that was weird, I wonder what, what he was thinking, did that, was that going to make the big difference, okay, praise God, may be blessed for giving, 
But God has no need. And I brought that story up because dad's always saying God doesn't need donations. I give so I can be blessed. You give so you can be blessed. We take care of stuff when you give. Man, we've raised offering for for Dominican Republic. But if I don't give, somebody's going to give. God's always going to get the job done because he's a miracle worker. He's going to take care of it. He's going to take care of it. And I say this. Look, he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. Let me read that again. He has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. You are serving the God who satisfies every single need. Is that good news? How many have needs in here? Let's be honest. You need something from God? Let's be honest. You say, man, I have a need. All my needs are met. I, okay, praise God. And, and I know what you mean, but there's always something you're believing God for. Always. Always. We, my wife and I, we still believe for children. We still have other miracles that we're believing God for. You say, what if, what if? We're going to trust God. Say, has he met your needs in this area, this area? Oh, yes, all of our needs. But then there's always a need. Humanity always has a need. You always have a place that you're in where you need something from God. So seek him. Put him first. Seek the giver of miracles, not the miracle. We seek God because he gives miracles, all right? He has no needs. He doesn't need our money, but we give because I give because I need miracles in my life. I give because I need what God has in his hand for me. I give because according to the ancient law, what scripture says, sowing will always be followed by reaping. So you sow and you reap forever. And I remind myself every time I give, we need a miracle. We need something from God that we cannot do for ourselves. Now, point three, this is good news, and this is going to build your faith too. Whether you realize it or not or whether you remember it or not, you receive miracles every single day. There are folks in here who got a prognosis that was so negative, and they told you years ago, they said, you're not going to make it. This is not going to heal itself. Well, guess what? You're still here living and breathing and moving, and it, it got healed. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. It must be some... It must be somebody out here who got a bad report years ago. Said, man, you're, not gonna, it's, you're never going to be able to walk again. Oh, this can't. No, and God said, I'll take care of it. You receive miracles every day, so build your faith with that. You overcome sickness. Did you know you getting through a sickness is a miracle? We don't realize it. But your body overcomes all kinds of stuff every day. There's stuff that you never even know about. And your throat felt a little funny. And the body and the systems that God put in place in your body, they just whispered, you know what, I got it. Don't worry about it. You never had to even mess with it. You don't even know what viruses and different stuff you've overcome. Never knew about it. If we knew about all the viruses we came in contact with, we'd be stressed out, right? Man, I came across this bacteria and this virus today and this weird thing. No, your body's taking care of it. Those are miracles. And many times you were sick. And you knew you were sick, and God healed you. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. God solves problems all the time, and those are miracles. Every day. And you know what? I call them everyday miracles. I wouldn't say that they're ordinary, but we've gotten to the place where we get them so many times, and so many things happen that are good all the time. We've got to remember to thank God for them because those are miracles. They're answers to prayer. Sometimes you didn't even pray for an answer. You didn't even pray about it. And God said, I got this. I'm going to take care of it because I know what you need before you ask it. Things get paid off miraculously. Some of you say, man, I just kept giving tithe and offering. I don't even know if I asked the Lord. 
I don't remember, but he took care of it. That thing got paid off. Are you excited? Because God will always take care of your needs, and he will give you miracles every day. Always. Let's go to Psalm 7714. Psalm 7714. You are the God. I love this translation right here. It says who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Wow. He's the God who performs miracles every single day. Let's go to Acts 17.25. Look at this one. Acts 17.25. I want to read that one again. Because that, that fills in so well for all my points today. It says, And human hands can't serve his needs, for he has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. I remember a guy years ago says, If you don't be afraid, God won't be afraid. I was back in the sound booth, and I could feel my head kind of heat up, and I just lowered my head to laugh. He said, thus saith the Lord, if you don't be afraid, I won't be afraid. I said, man, can you imagine we're serving a God who's afraid? I'm serving the wrong God. No, the God that we serve has no needs. He's not afraid of anything, and he has it all in control. He lets you make personal decisions, but he has all of history working to his advantage, working just like he said it's going to happen. No matter what, the tide of humanity, everything comes and goes. People live and die. You're born, you live, you die, and he's got it. He's still the God of miracles. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Come on, we can do better than that. We praise you today, Lord. Praise you, God. We praise you. And he's a faithful God. He always does what he says. You say, man, if I don't get a miracle in that area, is it his fault? No, we don't understand everything, but I know it's not God's fault. We don't understand everything. We don't have all the answers, but we know that God never fails. And we receive miracles every single day, believe it or not. But here's the deal. Here's the clincher. I want you to start looking for miracles every day. As you believe for miracles, you know there's those things on the horizon. You go, I need that. I need the Lord to do this. I have a list. Who doesn't? If we're honest with ourselves, we always have a list. Things, man, we need to pay this off. We need, I need healing in my leg. I need my, my son to come and serve the Lord. I need my daughter to come to God. I need my, my husband to, to start serving God. Whatever the miracle is you're praying about, God is still, while you're waiting on those miracles, he's giving you one miracle at a time. Every day. Every day. To me, sleep is a miracle. Really. Everything going on in the world, and I've had some odd sleep habits in recent months. Don't know why, but I'm getting my sleep. I just wake up extra early. But I go, man, it's a miracle. You, you work and do your thing during the day, and then you sleep, and you're recharged, and you go again. To me, every day, every single day is a miracle. It's like, wow, here we are again, and the weather's happening. You know what else is a miracle? I've said this before. God placed us in a place that has all this oil and pollution, Really, you can smell it in the air if you haven't been here for a while. We're used to it. People go, why does it stink here? Say, that's the smell of work and money, right? Things are going on. But you know the miracle to me about deserty places like this that have oil, especially Hobbs? There's a lot of wind. You say, man, I hate the wind. I know, but it blows out a bunch of pollution so we can live here. If there was no wind here, we would have all croaked a long time ago. You would have said, croak. You'd have fell over, couldn't breathe. But the wind comes and clears it out, and here we go again. And there's more impurities in the air, and it just 
clears it out. And the, it's not bad. Praise God. It's livable. <laughs> he has no needs, but you have needs. I have needs. Let me go over my points again, and then I'd like to pray, and then we're going to do an altar call this morning for miracles. Remember, he is still the same. Someone say, he's still the same. Uh-huh. He still does miracles. He is still the same. Number two, we always need a miracle. You need a miracle, and I need a miracle all the time. Someone say, all the time. Uh-huh. You need a miracle. And number three, here's what I want you to be cognizant of and realize and be conscious of. You receive miracles every single day. So he's still the same. You always need a miracle. And you're going to continue to receive miracles every day. While you're in God, he is just bringing miracles to you. And I think the world doesn't realize that their existence is a miracle. That your heart keeps beating because it has a, a small electric charge in your body. And it stays in rhythm. That is a miracle. That you breathe without thinking about it. That is a miracle. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes. And God has so many more things to show you and to give you and to bless you with. He just wants to be close to you, though. Jesus came so we could have a relationship with the Father. Jesus came so we'd be right with God. And miracles are part of it. And healing is part of it. But He wants a relationship with you. Is there anyone in this house who would say, Pastor Matt, if I died today or this week, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. I may wind up in hell. I don't know where I would go. If that is you today, you've never accepted Jesus, would you please raise your hand? I want to pray for you and pray with you. We're going to pray as a family. If that's you today, raise your hand high so I can see you. We're going to pray as a family so that you can be right with God. God bless you. God bless you. Let's pray together. Please repeat this prayer with me. You want to make sure you're right with God because who knows when eternity is going to happen for me and for you. Everybody in the house say, Heavenly Father, I believe your word. And I know that without you, I'm a sinner. Cleanse me, Lord. Forgive me. Save me. See, I confess that Jesus is my Lord. Not the world, not the enemy, not sin. Jesus is my Lord. Come into my life. Change me and save me. And say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again for me. Thank you for saving me, Lord. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name.